Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Josue Cardona, and I'm joined by Marquides. Hello. Link Keller. Hi. And Lara, I love Clamaze Taylor. <laughs> Clamonaise? Clamonaise. I I will not eat the Clamonaise. Uh, but I did get the Cards Against Humanity pack for Hanukkah and had to fish it out of a jar of clamo nays. Can't confirm. And that's Can. why you were canceled. And so now, today we're talking about canceled Can- shows. Canceled shows. Canceled shows. Why, Lara? Well, I mean, I think a lot of shows have been canceled in the fairly recent past um and i just saw an article quoting like the head of netflix saying they've never canceled a successful show um and i kind of don't like their definition of a success is probably way different than most people that enjoy the shows that got canceled um but i don't know we've talked before about like shows that we enjoy ending and i think we touched on cancellation there too but mostly it was like the story gets to come to like this beautiful end and you get to imagine what the characters are doing in the in like the epilogue of their lives um but at thanksgiving um my niece's boyfriend suggested i watch the netflix show 1899 and I started watching like one episode and um, then I heard it got canceled and I stopped watching it. <laughs> I didn't want to get disappointed. Um, I didn't want to get fall in love with the story and then have it be like just this constant cliffhanger. Um, and I think there's, I don't know, some stuff to dig into there. Like I know people who with books um, will not read a series until the series is over because you never know, you could end up in love with the Song of Ice and Fire and still waiting for the last two books. Never going to happen. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's this feeling of I don't want to get attached to something that's going to be ripped away from me in a way that's not that doesn't feel good. I don't know. What do y'all think about canceled shows? I mean, depending on the show, bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I I made a list of canceled shows that I was disappointed that they got canceled, and then had a real uh, moment to myself realizing how many of them had queer main characters or queer storylines and then getting really Mm -hmm. mad about that Uh uh-huh i agree um almost every show not almost every show but like there are at least three shows that kayla has like recommended to me and told me you need to watch this and i started watching and then it got canceled um Mm -hmm. leaving some very serious cliffhangers at the end um so it doesn't feel good like I don't know. Humans like a beginning, middle, and an end. And a lot of sometimes you get the beginning in the middle, but a lot of these shows only get a beginning, or sometimes not even that. Like, um, uh, Discovery, 
Warner Brothers canceling movies that were completely made and not put on there on their streaming services. Um, I'm talking about Batgirl. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The queer character thing is, is also, I think important because representation is more now, but we, we need even more than the more that we have. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm going to talk about Buffy adjacent things, but I don't want to talk about Joss Whedon shows. So I'm just putting that one out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year, there were two shows about vampires featuring female main characters, queer storylines, um, First Kiss on Netflix. One of the ones Kayla suggested to me. Uh, which, you know, it wasn't amazing, but if it, it felt it the good, way fun. that Buffy felt along the more dramatic, romantic side of Buffy that I enjoyed when I was younger. Uh, and then the other show is called Astrid and Lily Save the World. And that was mm-hmm. a sci-fi show. And that was on like the other uh, the like silly, campy, monster of the week side of Buffy. And I was so stoked that I was like, oh my gosh, we're getting two shows that are like scratching that Buffy itch. I'm loving it. The characters are fun and funny and cute and first kiss both the main characters are both queer in astrid and lily um lily is queer and it's just really great had a really fun time both of those canceled and i was so Mm -hmm. disappointed because i was like i i want that kind of like more angle towards younger audiences but still being like fantasy vampire stuff like I like I like that I liked that when I was younger I wish that there was more stuff like that and I really thought we were getting somewhere with it and then they both got canceled and I was like wow that that sucks (laughs) I'm really disappointed uh yeah that was that was a real bummer for me yeah there was another show that Kayla suggested to me warrior nun I watched a couple episodes and then found out that was also canceled and that has more than one season um, I didn't even get to any queer stuff because I'm assuming there's queer stuff because if Kayla is sending me recommendations, it's going to have queer storylines. Um, and I thought it was cool. But again, I think I'll finish a show if it gets canceled early, if I'm far enough into it. But if I'm only an episode or two in, I really don't want to yeah. go through that disappointment. Warrior Nun was, was okay in that it did like get an ending. They left it open so it's like we could like there's more story to tell but like this is a satisfying conclusion to the main story arc we have set up which was good and i do appreciate when you can at least get that much but then like other shows don't don't get any like cliffhanger like unresolved main setup stuff is like that's so disappointing is you get invested in the story and then it's it's just over and it's like well, I gotta, I gotta hope that someone's writing good fan fiction out there, or yeah. I guess I'll go and write my own. Like, oh man, it's like I want to know, I want to know the story. These stories matter to me. I wanna, I wanna hear it. I wanna see it. Well, and the way that they, especially if we're talking about Netflix shows getting canceled, the way that they're done now is. To, I know we don't want to talk too much about Joss Whedon shows, but. Angel had enough time when it was canceled to try to scramble for something that might seem like an ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but these shows, they put out a whole season, and if the wrong number of people 
watch it, it's just gone. Yeah, I think I think Sense Eight is a good mm-hmm. example of that, where it's like they absolutely should have had more seasons, but then it's like, no, you're getting axed, and they were like, okay, well, let us try and finish up this story in a satisfying way, at least. We got a movie. Yeah. 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 I'm uh, I'm pretty bummed that Raised by Wolves got canceled because I was enjoying that meaty sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking about how um, One Day at a Time uh, was canceled and people rallied and got it to get picked up by, I can't remember which one of the, like, streaming like services that no one's ever heard of it, oh is it it was on my tv at one point they got renewed for a season on this smaller streaming service and got one episode because covid hit um and it was the animated episode which was really good or maybe it wasn't it was maybe three episodes but whatever it it was good that it came back people rallied we people were excited and then it fizzled out, and that was really sad. We can maybe get into it more later, but I do have yeah. a couple of examples of shows that got canceled and did end up coming back, and I don't know if I'm happy about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, Netflix, I, fe- I feel like Netflix is, once they made their big transition to creating their own content, I feel like they've been really mean about canceling shows like you get one season you get two seasons if it's well received but like more than that no absolutely not mm-hmm. uh, i'm thinking um the oa got two seasons i really liked that glow glow got a third season um and then it got canceled because of covid and they couldn't figure out how to film contact sports in a safe way which i understand but it is a little disappointing um lady dynamite i think that was on netflix mm-hmm. uh, i really liked that that got canceled someone suggested i watch um the bastard son and the devil himself um leading up to cast gamers starting up kids on brooms again very like witchy vibe show and it only got one season it did not get picked up for another season so again, that one, maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. Uh, I will have to ask if it kind of ended in a decent <laughs> way. Um, oh, man, we didn't end up talking about it uh, during spooky season, but uh, The Midnight Club mm-hmm. was um, by the same people as uh, uh, Haunting of... Hill Bly House Manor and, and Hill Manor. House and uh, Midnight Mass. And those were all single season stories. Meant to be. Meant to be season. that way. And Midnight Club really switched it up where it was like it, it was a season, but they left a lot of stuff unsaid, undone, uh, not a lot of good conclusion there. And I really thought that the showrunner had like at that point earned from Netflix a little bit of trust in being able to continue and and keeping people interested in, and watching. And they were like, no, you only get the one season. You're only allowed one seasons. I was, I was pretty disappointed about that one, uh, mostly because it was a story about terminally ill kids and not enough of the kids died. <laughs> 
Which sounds you know terrible what? to say, but in in the storytelling, <laughs> I felt like it was really important that they did actually die. Um, but nope, nope. No, you can imagine them either having a perfect life uh, after maybe they they ended up. I don't know. One of them was misdiagnosed, I think. So, um, or you can imagine their horrible deaths. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, that one did like it wrapped up the main story of the like the the house or whatever, but also left a lot of other things unsaid and undone. Yeah, which with the other shows in that like, I guess series of shows um yeah most things left it feeling like tied up with a little bow a a very creepy sad bow but a bow well i mean in bly manor like they did like a fast forward so you got to see like later on uh the way that Mm -hmm. midnight mass ended was like very much like this is the end of this story and it's hopeful for the future yeah yeah but midnight club is like they solved a part of the mystery and then you never get to find out any of the other pieces of the mystery. You don't get to find out like the the stuff that they teased at the very end about mm-hmm. characters. You don't get to see how these tragic terminally ill's children's stories end. It's is I, I was pretty disappointed that that got canceled. Yeah. I thought for sure it's like, oh, people are going to love this. I can't wait to see what happens. It's like, no. You'll never know. One of the things that I loved about that show is, though, that there was the thing where, um, why can't I remember the kid's name? He would tell the story and be like, you have to live till next time to hear the ending. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you get left hanging if you don't come back for more. And so maybe that's their way of like, you got to wait till next time and then it's just never going to come. <laughs> we, the audience, died so we'll never hear the end of the story yep (laughs) yep (laughs) so i'm i'm hearing you talk about kind of like this attachment to a show that is already there then it's taken away from you Mm -hmm. without you know or avoiding out. investment or in a story it. at all because you know it's already been can- like I I've been recommended 1899 by several people at this point and I have not watched it um, because right, I'm like right. I don't want to get invested it's just going to be disappointment right so 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 exactly so if if I'm using this as an analogy for other things I'm curious in your lives like for example if you met somebody do you go in thinking like oh We'll never date. We'll never get married. We'll never be best friends. So I'm not going to bother. Or, um, you know, there's other experiences too, right? It's like, I'm going to start this job. And if I'm not going to retire from why even start? No, these are very different things, right? But these are feelings Mm -hmm. that we, we can feel that way about multiple things. So I'm curious how that's different. I can, you know, I can see you. how, like, the analogy works, but I feel like my expectations for media storytelling is very different than my expectations for my lived experience on this mortal plane. Um, I've talked about this on many episodes of this podcast, but real life is not narratively uh, structured. <laughs> we don't get good storytelling in our lives we get a lot of chaos and we try and make good stories out of what we get 
um, which can be really fun. Like there is definitely something positive in that uh, making a, a good life story out of chaos. But when you get a story crafted for you that hundreds of people have put thousands of hours into crafting every little detail, the writing, the lighting, the sound design, the costumes, the setting, like every little piece has been put together to create this story. And then you don't, you don't get it like that. That is more disappointing to me than the disappointment of making friends with somebody and then they just disappear and you never Mm -hmm. get a satisfying conclusion Mm -hmm. to your relationship. Um, And that doesn't mean I don't ever watch a show that has ended or gets canceled. It just depends on if they, if I, if I hear from other people that it has wrapped up in a way that kind of feels good. I started watching sense I think after it had been canceled but I, at that point, I knew they were going to do a movie. Um, so I was able to get through that. Um, I'm not the kind of person that I don't think I don't have that kind of an avoidant attachment to things in my real life. Um, I do like to meet new people and spend time with them. And it's not this all in or nothing at all kind of experience. Um but maybe I get a little more invested in my stories than I do the people in my lives. I don't <laughs> in my life. I don't know. Uh, I have probably spent more. Like I just told you guys, I spent all weekend playing The Last of Us, and I've been watching the show. Um, and I spent more time with that game this weekend than I spent with any of my friends or my wife. <laughs> so. Um, and it's that, like, kind of one-way relationship. Like, yeah, I mean, parasocial relationships are real, but also, like, it's all me projecting onto the, onto the characters and onto the show and relating to those things and wanting good things for these characters or wanting bad things for some of them. Um, <laughs> uh, and I don't know. I just want to be able to see... It's also why I have a hard time saying goodbye when a show ends in a in a like nice little wrap up at the end i want to know what happens i want to still be a part of their lives and that's why fanfic is great um but it just feels a little different when it's like when you're expecting to lose someone maybe and when someone is ripped away from you um it feels a little different it sucks either way but it's different yeah um i I think when it comes to me, the reason why I haven't watched a whole lot of TV, especially like in, re- in like recent times, I mean, I'm starting to get kind of get back into it. But I think a lot of it is is that like fear of like I'm gonna get I'm gonna watch a show, I'm gonna get very invested in it, and then all of a sudden I'm gonna find out it, it's been canceled, and it doesn't give a satisfying conclusion. Um, and I think that kind of comes from this one show that I I did watch and it got canceled after its third season and the thing was was that i the person that like, created the show i followed them on youtube i don't i don't know if you guys remember a channel called balloon shop from way back in the day but one of the people that was on that show his name was olin rogers and then he went off and and started doing his own thing he 
made his thing on YouTube, he would tell us stories. And he's a, he's a great storyteller. And so by watching his videos, I would watch his updates. And I watched his journey from creating this show, pitching it to TV, you know, to, to different companies, and then it getting picked up. And then having it be on TV for two, like for three seasons, and then a merger happens and a show gets cut, and seeing the devastation through it. So I've watched the show evolve, and then watching it. And the thing was, is that I never even got to watch the third season. And then I got so upset at the fact that it was canceled. I never went and watched the third season because I didn't because I was already so invested in the show, and knowing that how he left off the third season and knowing that it was never really going to continue was just so devastating. I was like, damn, this sucks. And I got really invested in the show. Um, and so now it's like, uh, do I watch this show? Do I not watch this show? Because I don't want to get involved. And then all of a sudden it's, Oh, sorry, no more. Um, but I know now, like I, like I said, I'm starting to slowly kind of inch my way back into TV and, and shows in general um i'm like going back and watching shows that like i know have already concluded like brooklyn 99 was one of those shows um and now i'm just kind of going through like i and, and just started to watch things and now i'm getting interested in watching shows that are being new like um like white lotus i was telling you guys earlier that i started watching that and i know that has a second season um i'd want to start watching the last of us um and things like that but i i think for me like having that personal connection to a show or at least to me it was a personal connection of watching a show from its conception to its premiere to its inevitable cancellation was just kind of a little little a little too much in the feels what why were you so attached to it or or to the potential culmination I think it's just because like I I felt connected to this particular creator. Like mm-hmm. I I enjoyed his stories, I enjoyed his channel, I enjoyed his content. And to see it now being and, and then to see his personality transition to TV and now it's being shared and, and being shown to, you know, a, a much bigger audience than that on YouTube. It, it was really cool to see that, to see this person that I've watched since they were in college making you know, random YouTube videos about drinking the last Coke to having his own show was, was, um, was just something cool to, to, to see and be like, Hey, I was a part of the journey. I was there from its conception. And now here I am seeing it come to fruition. And then to learn that, then to have him post a video saying like, it's, it sucks, but it's it's canceled there's going to be no more final space is you know it's one of those things where it's, it's heartbreaking you feel heartbroken just as much as he does and that's his show but to be there f- from the beginnings of the journey you know you're 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 a part of it you're a part of the history for it and it's it's a cool thing to to me it was a cool thing to be a part of but at the same time it's like damn that really sucks. And for me, I was like, well, I don't want to get invested in another show like that. And then only to find out, sorry, no more. So, so do you wish you wouldn't have been along for that ride? I don't think necessarily that I don't, I don't wish that I wasn't along for the ride. I just wish that there could have been a way for the show to continue. 
You wanted more. You were greedy. Yes, I'm being greedy. Not <laughs> Right. you want to put it that way you're absolutely right because because right like i know we're talking about shows because of course because media matters mm-hmm. and this is the right this is the best way to understand each other <clears throat> how we care about these things but like some of them like you just described an entire journey <laughs> right it's like i knew this person i was connected to them like i came along for this ride and it was sad when it was over and i never want to feel that sadness again but I hear everything I hear you saying is like super positive. It's like, oh man, like that was such a fun ride. It sucks that it's over. Right. But then, but then, and, but I hear you like, I don't ever want to go through that breakup again. You know? And I, th- yeah. And I think for me, like, I think after that show was done for a while, I carried that with me. Mm-hmm. And especially last year, I, started giving TV more and more of a chance of like, okay, well let me at least dabble back into things that I know have already been completed or shows that I know that already have a satisfying enough of an end. They're like, okay, I can watch this. I, I'm not going to kind of run into that potential again. Um, and now going into this year, especially, um, you know, with me and my wife, like when this is our time, like we watch TV together and we alternate between shows um now i'm i'm willing to kind of go back in into those chances of like let me watch this brand new show that's coming out and i just hope it continues i hope it doesn't Mm -hmm. get canceled it's interesting because like if we're talking and comparing like relationships to these shows and attachment to these shows and these characters with our attachments and relationships with people it brings me back to something i talk to clients about all the time because i i talk to a lot of people about breakups and work to help them through breakups. And it's like a relationship you get into has only two outcomes. Ultimately you're either in the relationship forever or you're not. Um, and either way is fine. Like it, it, it depends, like it all depends on what you need for you and what they need for them. But this idea of, I don't think any of my relationships were a waste of time, the ones before my wife, but I wouldn't want to jump into a relationship knowing, and this is my choice, I don't want to jump into a relationship knowing we're going to break up in two years. I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, so if I jump- the best two years of your life? <laughs> peaking at 39 i don't think so you know like i i would want to know that there were better possibility of better times ahead than that um both of those things can be true though right yeah and and other people are willing to get into a relationship that they know has a has an expiration date and that's that's cool for them um but when I go, when I watch a show, like I will watch a brand new show and just cross my fingers that it's going to get renewed for another season and two, three, until whenever the story has run its course. Um, but with a show that like I know has already been canceled and doesn't have a, a, like a, a good ending, it's like, well, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't, but I probably won't be as motivated to watch it since there's so many things out there to watch. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like in the twenty teens, early twenty teens, like on my list there are several shows that I watched after I knew that they had already been canceled. Um, so I think definitely part of it is like where I am in my life currently, and also my relationship with 
media currently has made me like w- less willing to invest in stuff. Um, like my examples are uh, Better Off Ted had two seasons. That was very funny. Uh, I started watching it after it was already canceled. Um, I love that show. It's so funny. It's still it's still <laughs> it's one of my like, favorite comedies. Like com- yeah, yeah. comedies often do not age well. They are very much products of their time. But yeah. Better Off Ted is still yeah. very funny. Um, Pushing Daisies is another one. Like mm-hmm. that was great. Uh, and Brian Fuller's show before Pushing Daisies, uh, Wonderfalls, was also really promising and they only aired four episodes out of order of the first season it did get like a dvd release of the first season but it got canceled before it even finished airing that first season which was kind of a bummer um freaks and geeks i watched long after it had gotten canceled um party down that was another like lots of comedies where it's like in the 20 12 2013 times like i was watching a lot of these shows comedy shows that's like i knew they were already canceled but i was in the space where it's like i want to check this out i want to see it but it's like now it's like there's 30 40 shows going at any time where it's like i'm interested i would watch that plus a shit ton of movies and video games and comics and books and so i'm like i'm now i'm like oh i don't know if i can like emotionally invest in something that I know is like not going to have a satisfying ending. I'm going to be disappointed that it's canceled and that there's not another episode to play immediately after finishing this one. Um, definitely like the self is reflected in in the way that I engage with the media now, currently. I think, uh, I think we've all said the words expectations. Right, I think that's that's such a big mm-hmm. part of it. Like, yeah, when I saw Freaks and Geeks, I wasn't watching it on TV, right? Like, I, I saw it on DVD because all of those actors were doing other stuff now, mm-hmm. and I was like, how's yeah. this? How's this possible? Like, what is this show? <clears throat> Look at this; these people are babies in this Little show. Babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's so many reasons why you might want to watch a show. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you have. <clears throat> I don't know. So, um, you know, I've, I've had friends and partners and, and they're like watching something and I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick, um, detour and then come back when, when I was in Puerto Rico, when Hurricane Maria happened, right. I like lost three months of Mm -hmm. my life. Right. And then up until that point, like I, I loved watching shows. I wouldn't miss an episode, you know, and I would catch up and like, I was it was a part of my life. Once that happened, I was like, wait a minute, there's no way I can catch up. I can't just catch up to like three months worth of stuff. Not, not really. And then keep going. And I don't know, there was something about that, that, that kind of changed my perspective on, on my commitment to shows or what I was expecting out of them. And for example, and when we did the um, Assassin's Creed um, project, Mark, you and I, like there were some games that I played through and some I was like, no, I'm just going to watch a walkthrough because there's no way I can, I can dedicate this much time to it because there, I just, I mostly wanted the story and I wanted to share in your experience. There've been shows where, you know, someone's watching, it's like, oh, you've got to watch this amazing episode. I'm not going to come in and be like asking a million questions and be like, no, 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 I need to watch the first seven first and then I'll watch the eighth one with you. Like I might just jump in and be like, okay, because this is a particular experience. And so going into any show, I mean, I get it. Like you go to the movie theater and you're like, you're expecting to have a good time. By the end of the movie, you're like, this sucked. <laughs> right? Obviously it's disappointing, but there's a different type of 
there's something about going into not just a TV show, but any situation in your life with particular expectations. And then, and then, yeah, the disappointment that you might feel. And some of them, uh, some of our expectations are, I would say, not beneficial to us or, or pretty unhealthy, right? Because some of it is just like the idea of it. Like, yeah, I'm bummed that the Batgirl movie didn't come out. I have no idea if it's good or not, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I mean, it could it could have been absolute garbage. There, there are reasons why I wanted it to succeed. I'm curious about it. I'd still like to see it, but mm-hmm. like my attachment to it was was to an idea of it, right? There was no promise that it, that would be um, satisfying. And there are so many shows and movies and and I don't know. I, and I keep going back to relationships, but it could be our attachment and relationships to anything experiences, objects, people, right? Where, where we do have these expectations that are, and they're, and they're one-sided, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, you know, the, the show's trying to do one thing and I'm, you know, and I want another thing out of it. And <clears throat> Netflix has its own criteria for what is successful or not. Like we said at the beginning yeah. and that, that has to do with money and, and, and people subscribing. And it has to do with a whole bunch of stuff in the, in the background, not, how much you loved it, right? It's much more of a, a, a quantity than a, than a quality thing. And, and so I, I think about, I'm constantly thinking about this, like, what am I trying to get out of this? What do I want? And is it worth sticking around? Even if I know it's not going to be like, is the ending really why I'm here? Or is it the journey? My, uh, when I, I've got to visit my mom a few times recently, she loves procedurals. That is mm-hmm. wonderful because I can jump in at any point and it does not matter. You know? Yeah, your mom and I share a love of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, right, but like there is no, there's no, I mean, you know, some people have stories that you may want to see the beginning and end of, but like the show doesn't have an ending. It will end eventually, but there's no one story, right? Like there's multiple stories that that, that happen and there's some procedurals that are completely, like it's just a case every week, right? Like the, the people who are the, the main cast, it doesn't really matter. Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. that was a you know it was a sitcom. There's lots of sitcoms where it's just just a case every week. Sure, there's some throughputs, but you know, like, yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. Is that really why you're there? Because you want to see they have a baby or not? If they get married or not? Maybe, maybe not. But everybody's reasons for for following these are are different. <clears throat> so going into any kind of experience or relationship, it the the expectations that you have going in affects so much what the outcome can be because if you're just like grateful for the good time at the beginning you're probably you know you'll end up being satisfied more often than not versus having these really high expectations and then at the end of it whether the show ended or not like maybe you didn't like the ending maybe you want it to be different maybe you'd imagine something else maybe even even in the cases where like it's gone forever and there's no way to see it because HBO decided to shelve it and now there's no way you can ever see this thing again legally anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, at least, you know, how often do we say like, well, at least I had that experience, you know, versus, oh, they took, they took something away from me. <laughs> I am less of a person now. That seems, that's very interesting because for me, I feel like, even if I don't like the ending, I would like to have the opportunity to have an ending, whether it was garbage or not. Um, and it's interesting that you mentioned that with procedurals too, because I watch 
I watch a lot of procedurals, and every procedural that we watch is less about the medicine, less about the fire, less about the police work, more about the people on the show, and the story threads go all through the seasons now um, instead of being that you can jump in. And and Nina's mom has come over and like watched one of our procedurals, and she can kind of follow what's going on. But there is usually a lot of, like, why is she yelling at that guy? Why is this going on? Who are they to each other? Um, and so that, that, and that's because of the way our storytelling has shifted. Um, it's less the monster of the week or case of the week. There's three-part things. Bad guys come back from the last season and come after people. Um, and I think we have become accustomed to, like this method of storytelling where it's not just a half hour, an hour, beginning, middle, end, but it's a whole eight episode, beginning, middle, end, five season, beginning, middle, end, Grey's Anatomy, 20 season, beginning, middle, end. Um, right. But yeah. then, so, so all of this, all of this is true. And then, but if you go into every single, right, new experience, hoping for that, that it'll last 20 seasons it's it's like setting yourself up for like the expectations are very high very few mm -hmm. shows are going to last as long as as Grey's Anatomy right or, right and and very few shows are going to um but for me <laughs> it's not about the whether it lasts 20 years or not mm -hmm. it could last one year mm -hmm. and as long as it has an ending that <laughs> feels like an ending okay cool and if it doesn't then that really sucks. <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily feel like I wasted my time, but if it is something someone wants me to watch, they'd have to have a pretty compelling reason to get me to watch something to feel an attachment to that, like, I know I'm going to be disappointed in the end. I think you guys are, you guys are bringing up some, some points here and that's why you, you're really making me think here for a minute. Um, because now I'm you're making me try to view the Percy Jackson series now you're making me view that completely <laughs> differently now <laughs> because so to kind of go back a little bit about like movies and stuff um when you were talking about like the background movie you're like you know it, it sucks you would wanted to have seen it go a different way but honestly you you don't know if it was good or if it was bad or, or garbage or anything like that and to me the the first thought to my head was like well i'm certainly glad that they did not make any more percy jackson movies because those things were hot garbage to me as a person that was a really big fan and i remember going to see the first movie and i had that expectation of like oh this is this should be pretty good like i enjoyed the series i'm I, you know my mom's bringing me to this it, it, it should be good and then i remember walking away i'm like I have so many problems, so many issues. I have so many questions for the, the director here. What did I just watch? What did I just waste like, uh, like an hour and a half on? Um, and so now with the series coming out, I've, I know that the You're building those expectations all <laughs> over again. I, I know. I know. <laughs> That's the thing. But, it's like, but there is such a difference between, film storytelling and episodic series storytelling and, like so and, i feel like like maybe it's okay to get your expectations up a little yes. bit more and the and what also built up the expectation is that for the film the author of the books 
he had virtually no say and he tried to talk to the director to make changes because it's his book and his story and they basically said buzz off so he was like that's cool he doesn't really like the films at all but now he's very heavily involved in the series so but again it's one of those things where they could literally just do the one season and cover the one book and it disney might decide you know what we're not gonna do the rest we're not gonna do the next you know it's not gonna get renewed Mm -hmm. for a second season or anything like that and to me I think I would be okay with that as long as they do really well to really tell at least the first book in in a very satisfying way. Because at this point, like I'm already invested enough in the characters and in the story that now it's just, I'm just getting a visual visualization of it. So I wouldn't necessarily feel as bad because I know that those books are there and that if I really wanted to, continue the story i could literally just walk upstairs and grab the second book and then start reading it and that's the thing that i that comes up in this situation you have a beginning middle and an end to fall back on like you have context you know what is going to happen to these characters you know (laughs) where the story goes um and leaving people hanging is not great um i mean there are some things i used to want to push through and finish reading something. I'll give a show a few episodes before I give up on it just because I know sometimes the first one or two isn't great. But after that, now I will like, okay, I'm not going to watch that anymore. It's not my thing because of how much there is to consume. But like, I think of the Avatar, the last Airbender movie. And like, I watched 10 minutes of it. And I was like, forget that. Because I already had an image of what the story went through and the characters went through. It was just another telling of it that wasn't great um so i don't know it's it's there's there's a difference there than like this is your only experience with these these people in this story and you don't get to know what happens and in real life a lot of times we don't get to know what happens and that's why we want to in a story no this is geek therapy not casual therapy (laughs) So, you know, a lot of things that we're talking about, they, other people experience them differently. Like Mm -hmm. there are people who turn the TV on and watch half an episode of something and the Mm -hmm. first half of another one. And then that's it. Then they're good. There are people who go see a Marvel movie without having seen the ones before. Mm -hmm. And they're like, that was cool. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I do not relate to that, right? But, <laughs> right. but, but these um, <clears throat> these these uh, uh, pieces of media serve different purposes. The powers that be are are not necessarily there to, you know, trying to please us or give us exactly um, what we want. There isn't like a contract there be between us. So I think there are so many different expectations that we can have. But as <laughs> I do. I am jealous of people who can just go in and be like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to watch this movie, do this thing. And then not care about the 37 references that they missed Mm -hmm. in the first half hour um, or how it connects to the, to everything else over like the the past 30 years and and all this Mm -hmm. other, right? Like there's, there's just a lot there, but I I think there's something, there's like something to 
learn from that. And it's something that I've been trying to get to because I've, I've, I'm, I'm an old man now who um, doesn't get as upset as he used to, but I used to get very upset when things were get canceled or, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, but it's because of the attachment that we, that we have to it. <clears throat> there was one, there's also, there's one, um, there's a TikTok that I saw recently. I, uh, it's so bad. You save something, you never see it again. Um, but it was, he was talking about storytelling and the, he said that there were three different ways, there are three different reasons why people like a story. This may be completely wrong, but this is how I remember it. Oh, you're it. talking about the, uh, why people read books one, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One was like the world building, one was the characters and the story. I think those are the three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I really liked that because I was like, oh, like, that's why I can have a debate with one of you about a story. And I can say it's one of my favorite books. And you're like, that book was garbage. Right. But it's because <laughs> we're looking at it from completely. <laughs> we have literally on this show, this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> if it hasn't, I'll be the first one to say, sorry, Josue, that book was garbage. <laughs> oh, how dare you. <laughs> right. But it's, it's, it's like, oh, but what did you come here looking for? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, like, sure Grey's Anatomy Laura you're, you're there for a, for the characters right yeah you're there for the characters right um some many people of are just whom watching. were gone from the show but I got an ending <laughs> right 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 but like okay, there's also there's, a little there's like some sort of sunk cost fallacy there where it's like I've been watching it for so long like I'm not gonna dip out now yeah, but I have yeah. with some shows I didn't watch the final season of Bones like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Anyway, I, I think different this, people have this, different reasons for 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 watching. This is, is v- very at. much yeah. uh, in line with needs and gratifications theory, mm-hmm. which is one of the main tent poles of media psychology. But it is is yeah. very much that idea is like the individual audience member, consumer of whatever type of media is like why they are there, what they are expecting, what needs they are trying to get gratified through a piece of media, and that's different per person, and it's people go in with different expectations depending on what the media is right yeah people have different expectations from like a very story focused show like the midnight club than they do for Grey's anatomy or brooklyn Mm -hmm. 99 um that that those those mesh together very well yeah when I when I did couples counseling when I was I was the couples counselor and I would help people with um their relationships one thing I, w- I would ask them, like, it sounds like, I was like, okay, this thing that you're saying the other person didn't do, did they agree to this? Like, did you all sign a contract? And then you, you'd see like, oh, we have completely, we're, we're both playing by a completely different set of rules here. You know, and and of course, when we're talking about um, media in this way, I think for the most part, we're talking about it in a, in a one-sided way, right? But there's still this, again, it's that contract. It's like, okay, I'm going to sit down. You got to give me five seasons, five good seasons. You're going to complete this story. You're never going to recast. You're always going to give me good opening and closing songs. Um, right. It's like, you're never going to change the animation studio halfway. Like there's all these things, right. That we, that we want, that we, that we hope for going in. And I think there's a, there's a huge difference. I think the whole point of this is there's a huge difference between um, hoping and wanting something and demanding that it be a certain way and be, and be like attached to that, um, have that expectation and be so rigid about it because most of the time it's just not gonna, not gonna, 
follow through. That is such a great <laughs> jumping off point for the point I brought up earlier about certain shows uh, getting canceled and then coming back. Examples being uh, Futurama, Arrested Development, Chuck, and Community, and the way that people <clears throat> fought to get those shows to come back and they were not they were not the same they were not the whatever je ne sais quoi was in them was gone at the return um all four of those shows i just listed uh i watched the early seasons loved them obsessed thinking about them all the time really disappointed when they got canceled and then when they came back i was like oh oh okay that's mm-hmm. there there we go Sure, I'm glad that this is back. Is is Community getting a movie? Is Supposedly, right? Supposedly, yeah. <laughs> who um, knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um. <laughs> I wonder how many people have been pissed for decades that Mel Brooks's History of the World Part One never got a part two. <laughs> people died. <laughs> And last week I saw the trailer for the history of the world part two. And I was like, how is this? What? It doesn't even like, I know it's trying to do the same thing, but it doesn't even seem I, like, I thought that it, that was part of the joke is like, I know it's I know. just called part one. And there, there was never intended to be a part two. There never will be a part two. Like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to be <laughs> honest. I, I was not sure that Mel Brooks was even alive until I saw him uh, introduce that trailer last week. It's, um, mm-hmm. this is a real thing, Weird. just in case, right? Like you've seen this, yeah. right? Link, you've seen it? You've no, seen the... no, this is, oh, no, no, this, this is, is news for oh, me. Oh, no, no. I'm not even oh, making yeah. this up. This is a real thing. Like it's the... a, it's a real thing. I, I, I don't like it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never really like, I never gave Mel Brooks good enough of a chance. And there were movies of his that I turned off like 10 minutes in when I was a kid. Cause I didn't get it or like it. And now I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll give it a chance because when Nina tried to show me a, a Mel Brooks movie to get me into it, she showed me Blazing Saddles. And I was like, I can't get past how dated that's one of, it that's was. That's one of my faves. Young Frankenstein mm-hmm. is actually my favorite, but Blazing Saddles mm-hmm. is close second. Oh my god, I, I just saw a TikTok about Blazing Saddles the other night. <laughs> <laughs> and I just... I, <laughs> That's my only like point of reference for that movie, and it was it was like the, these two guys, and they were like wildly uncomfortable with like the opening of it, and they were like, "Did did he just did he just say?" And yeah, but who? Yeah, I think I think that does also fall under the um, comedy is very much contextualized by when it was made and when it came out, and. Uh, I, I think comedy and horror have a lot of overlap in this, in that it is very much a product of its time and often does not age well because of that. Um, which makes the oh, stuff yeah. that does age well really special, but um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, History of the World Part 2 coming to Hulu. I'm not lying. Go check it out um, after this recording. Um mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a good example of like, it's coming back. Is that, do I want it to come back? You know, did I, did, who asked for this? We, and that happens a lot now, by the way. Um, because there's a long list of shows that have been um, Rebooted. revived. Yeah. That, nothing that surprises 90s me anymore. show, I'm like, okay, 
I don't know that we need to do that, but okay, here we are. But we've got That's Punky Brewster, and we've got Fuller House, and we've got um, <coughs> they what, had, Quantum they Leap had, is a continuation. They had the continuation of iCarly, and it was like now more adult-themed. Oof. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I am enjoying the award Generation Q. Uh, that was a show that had a very unsatisfactory ending. And I was okay with because it felt like an ending. I wish it had something different, but it was good. And now it's back, and I'm actually feeling like even better. And it's going to be sad when that ends, too. But at least, hopefully, it gets another season because they left it on a really big cliffhanger this time. So... And there's, and of course, like it's it's natural to feel sad when when losing something or when being disappointed. And sometimes and that is just... a fulfilling <clears throat> emotion, right? When something ends and it's sad, like that mm-hmm. that can yeah, be yeah. a positive experience, even though we associate sadness with negative emotions. It's like not really, but like yeah, the, you can be. There's a healthy side and a side and an unhealthy there's, side. There's and... like sadness because like it's over and then there's like sadness because it didn't end quite how you hoped and dreamed it would and then there's sadness because it's just dead no more you don't get anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, um, but it's like it's sad because it's not because ah it's over one way or the other and it's different to when it's sad because i didn't get what i deserved (laughs) and what i'm entitled to (laughs) And what I thought I was promised. Oh, man. My... And now I'm pissed. <laughs> for, for like yeah. the entitlement aspect, like I have a bunch of animated shows are on this list. Uh, Dead End Paranormal Park, which we did an episode on last year. Took and Birdie, which got canceled and then brought back and then canceled again. Um, the Midnight Gospel, uh, Infinity Train, OKKO. OK I feel I was... <laughs> spoiled by the gloriousness of adventure times full story actually very satisfying ending steven universe also great we got a full story it ended we got the steven universe future did the same thing like it was very satisfying Mm -hmm. and then it's like all these shows that i was really into bojack horseman also had a a, not a happy ending but a a satisfying (laughs) story arc for its seasons and so it's like all of these other shows i'm like i i deserve to have gotten <laughs> 10 seasons of OKKO. Okay i deserve to have gotten <laughs> 11 seasons in a movie of dead end paranormal park and toucan birdie this is bullshit that i didn't get what i am entitled to as a cartoon viewer this is i am writing i'm <laughs> but then it's like Back to what I said before, it's like, if it does come back, it might not be as good. It might be, the magic might be gone. Ugh. I want every show to be short and so perfect that I can re- that I want to rewatch it and enjoy it again. Look, every show infinitely. can't be the good place, but it should be. <laughs> it's four perfect seasons. Like, what? Come on. I was, I was talking to... Um, our friend Jessica uh, the other day. Was it Jessica? No. Was it? <laughs> but I was talking to Jessica about one thing and I was talking to Kayla about another one. Let me see. No, this one was Kayla. I think this was Kayla, also a friend of the show. Um, <clears throat> and about, um, yeah, this was about The Last of Us. So it was definitely Kayla. Um, and it could have been, it could have been Jessica. <clears throat> could have been Jessica, but it, yeah, mm. it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, <clears throat> talking about vr with uh jessica so uh <laughs> so mm-hmm. kayla 
we were discussing about like, oh, will they, will there be, will the, will the entire Last of Us Part One game be the whole season one? And at first, I thought, nah, there's no way that they won't stretch it out to at least two seasons. But then that's that's me thinking of the, the like the greediness of it, right? Like the <laughs> mm-hmm. ideal is that they would take that story and just make a very tight, perfect first season and wrap it up and tell that story. And I'm I'm hoping that that's what happens. I I've been <clears throat> saying, and very slight spoilers here, but if they don't have the giraffe scene in this first season, I am going to riot. <laughs> and I was talking to my friend about this today, and he's all like, "That's like right at the end of the game. There's no way yeah. it's going to be in the first mm-hmm. season." I'm like, "I'm going to riot." <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know they've moved some things around in this in this like the second episode since i literally just played the game i'm like oh that's from after this other thing um which is nice because i don't know exactly everything that happens um but i don't know i the first episode was literally like the first hour of gameplay um so i know it's not gonna stay hour for hour on all of this but the first season is only nine episodes i think um it's like so in, in the adaptation they might stretch it out it's like yeah. in, in some things they get to sort of stretch out and and give more characterization <laughs> and more wor- world building which i love but also we're saving so much time because we're not collecting items to build shivs <laughs> like it's exactly. gotta balance yeah. out right i want the giraffe scene <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. i think well, i think that scene is s- poignant enough in the game that it needs to, like it's an emotional touch point too in the game so it's probably the highlight of that game to me mm-hmm. like i can't conceive of a way that they wouldn't include it in the show i'm gonna be mad if it's not in this first yeah. season <laughs> what if what if it's not giraffes what if it's like elephants maybe they surprise us it can't be yep <laughs> yep. Well, it may be nine episodes, but I think episode three is an hour and a half. So it's gonna, yeah, you know, that's true. That's true. And the first one was like an hour and a half. It was like hour and twenty. Yeah, just and with the way that HBO is doing yeah. things. I mean, I, I mean, hope HBO it. has always been sort of a special case, but also just in general, the way that TV shows are now versus 10, 15 years ago. Um, I I have higher standards now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but mm-hmm. but um, what I was saying was that HBO, the way that they're canceling everything and getting rid of it now, I hope they get, uh, you know, I hope season, we may not get a season two, no matter how good it is. I is mean, it had the, it had the highest uh, viewership of any show other than House of the Dragon in this past year. Um, and the second episode had more viewership than the first one, which is not n- normal. Yeah. Um, Again, so I, I think it, HBO makes movies and doesn't release them. They don't, but it's, like, <laughs> but it, but it's all about the numbers. And I think that a lot of the shows that they or movies that they canceled, they thought weren't going to be as popular. Um, I don't know, which, they, which they, sucks because it's, because it's a female lead or a queer lead or a person of color as the lead. I don't know. A lot, a lot of the stuff is, is, is money stuff. I mean, I'm just saying, See, we're going in with the. See, we're making reasons. We're like we're already making up excuses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, we're setting expectations, and we're already justifying. Right? That there's yep. no way they could do that to us. There's no way. Right? I'm I'm over here saying like no, but they could. Like if it's a, it's a possibility. Yeah. I'm going in thinking it could. It 
it, we may not even get everything you know well and, and this knows? show probably isn't going to go on and on and on because they've already said it's only going to go as far as the games and they aren't going to do game of thrones and go past the source material which means unless last of us part three comes out like in the next couple years um <coughs> we're we're not gonna we're not gonna get further than part now two. i'm gonna i'm gonna flip this on you with, with your own words from before more people saw this than than the first episode of house of dragon than more people saw the second episode who knows we'll get a prequel we'll get a what happens in between we'll get a story about um but that's, who knows we'll get i mean we'll get three side shows about uh, we'll get one about the oh what's the what's the group the fireflies are they the fireflies yeah. in there right yeah. yeah we'll get a whole you know the, the side story in that like look you know <laughs> But side I'm, stories I'm, I, and prequels are a little different from continuing a story and trying to predict where it's going to end up. Although, I mean, also one of the an adaptation of, the game of a is also, game versus yeah. adaptation of a book series. A book. I'm saying I have zero expectations. Anything is possible. Anything. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm down Anything for it ending possible. or not ending or whatever. That's how I'm going into it. I haven't started yet, but I I want to go into it feeling that way, especially knowing that you know anything. Anything, Anything is possible. Can Listen, yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but I have nothing but the highest of expectations <laughs> for the Assassin's Creed series when it does oh, eventually yeah, come out on Netflix. Just nothing but mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 quality and storytelling. And just, they need to check off all the boxes. I expect it to be as good as Jessica Jones season one. <laughs> <laughs> But but here but and here's then the also thing. get axed like Jessica Jones and all of the other Marvel shows. But here's the thing with the Assassin's Creed: like I'm gonna have different things that I want included than you do. There is so much source material, and like I'd be happy with just a Valhalla show. Like, but that's give what I'm saying. Like they, the I. This is why I say I have nothing but the highest expectations that it's gonna check off the box for every single person's individual taste of what they are looking for in the show. It's healthy. Sounds like, healthy. Sounds healthy. That yeah, sounds yeah. Exactly. real healthy. Of course. <laughs> I'm just, you know, slightly, you know, completely enthralled in in this whole world. It, it's fine, guys. It's it's healthy. I, I it's promise. Good. Mm-hmm. But is there is there an Assassin's Creed show coming? Is that what you're referring to? Is that a thing? There's yeah. two. There's going to be a live action show and an animated show. Oh my goodness! What? Mm-hmm. When did this happen? They, they Where have announced... you been, Josue? Yeah, yeah they announced that like a, a year or two ago. You're gonna have to relaunch the Assassin's Creed podcast. I think so yeah. <laughs> also, honestly, with Mirage coming out later this year, I and just might get relaunched. I might just get so enthralled to be like, "Hustle, we got to do it again." Also, Ubisoft is like in bad shape. So again, like you know, anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. Yeah. yeah. Anything is. Yeah. Yeah. Number twenty nineteen. How we thought twenty twenty was gonna turn out. Oh. This has been GT Radio <laughs> <laughs> <Therapy> Network. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. If you want to join the conversation, check out our community spaces. Links are in the show notes. Reminder, Tags 2023 is coming soon. If you hear this, you know, as, as we're publishing it, check out tagsummit.org. T-A-G-G-S-U-M-M-I-T-T. I think that's right. Um, .org. And for more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.org. Remember to geek out and do good. We'll be back next week. Mm, bye bye. Expect fantastic episodes always. 100% never disappoint you. 
always under an hour, always published on time. <laughs> Thank you. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org.